Hey, Pasa, Peaks and Valleys family. My name is TK Trinidad, and I've been in the broadcast industry for about 10 years now. And you wouldn't believe how everything is changing. For example, podcasts. Before you needed expensive equipment like mics and headphones, but now all you need is Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. First off, it's absolutely free. Second, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Third, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. And you can make money from your podcast. It's everything you need in a podcast in one place. Make sure to download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. I hope you guys enjoy this episode of Peaks and Valleys with TK Trinidad. Ciao, guys. Ron Killings, a.k.a. R-Truth, is a rapper, actor, and WWE superstar. He has been the WWE 24-7 champion a record number of 54 times. He is the most decorated wrestler in WWE history with 56 title reigns within the company and 66 in his overall career. Along the way, he's developed the love to rap and started building relationships and performed with music legends ranging from Tupac Shakur, Tech 9 to recent collabs with R&B legend Maya and Joey Badass. We discuss how his going in and out of jail never deterred him from living his dream and how his wrestling career started because of it. Life as a rapper and wrestler ain't easy and R-Truth joins Peaks and Bellies to talk about it right now. They say it is the darkest before the dawn. But what do you do before the dawn comes when all you have is candles and nightlights guiding your path until morning, until your sight is restored and you can see your way out, your way through, your way to the other side. You push with all your might until the day breaks and your victory comes. This is Peaks and Valleys with TK Trinidad. All right, folks, I am super excited. He is a rapper and actor, WWE superstar. Please welcome Ron Killings, AKA R Truth. How are you doing? Good. How are you doing? Good, good, good. Um, first off, I am, like I said, I'm just like so happy that you're on the show because you just have an amazing journey that I really want people to understand beyond, you know, the WWE superstar life. Uh, so right. let's kind of get in it. Um, is there a time in your life where stuff wasn't going right and, you know, you had to take a moment and pause and, you know, reflect and then kind of keep going? Is there a moment like that that you can recall? Oh, definitely. Um, and see, the thing about my career and what I'm doing now and um, I'm, people usually typically see me always happy, always smiling, always just, I bring that energy with me. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. God has filled me with that energy. That it, it, I, I can attract people and they like, they, they, it's almost like it energizes them, but I am human. I have had mm -hmm. so many adversities in life. I've had, uh, there's times I'm depressed. There's times I'm sad. There's times I'm hopeless. There's times... I need encouraging. All those times, all, all those things is what are what builds us as human. And um, the stronger we are, the more we're able to deal with those adversities that that bring us down, that make us go a different route to still mm -hmm. get to where we want to get to. Anything you like, the universe is so powerful. Anything you want, you desire, um, you manifest. You can have it. 
but you're going to go through some things to get it. You know what I'm saying? Anything worth having is is worth going through the hard shakes to get it. I um people see me as the, well they see me I am the WWE superstar R Truth. Um Ron Killings R Truth is just not too much of a different from these two people. Mm -hmm. I met a guy named Jack Crockett in a halfway house. And that was the first time I was what I like to call a um, a willing vessel. Mm -hmm. I was at a point in my life where I sold the drugs, but I justified the reason. I came from a good background, you know, very good background, right. up raising. My mom brought me up in, I came up in church, Baptist, Baptist holiness. So I, I know right from wrong. We all know that. But mm -hmm. um, coming up in, in, in the hood, um, I would say, I wouldn't even call it peer pressure. I would just call it just being at that age to where we're curious. And with curiosity, when I say curiosity kills the cat, it does. Mm -hmm. It can kill your. It can kill your inner being. It can kill your. Um, it can kill your your ambition. It can kill your drive. It can kill your. It can throw you off track and get you somewhere else. Mm -hmm. I sold drugs and thought I could do that for the rest of my life. That was just my mentality. I, right. I, I thought that that's how I was going. You know, my, I remember my mama telling me, you know, you can't be selling drugs. I'm hearing you selling drugs. I'm telling my mom, you know, what I'm, saying? I'm getting money from elsewhere. You know, what I'm saying oh, somebody just gave me money. Oh, this guy just gave me a car. Yeah, right. Okay, so whatever. But um, my mentality was I was gonna sell drugs forever because I was a rapper then. I was rapping. I was opening up for people like Kid Rock, Tracy Spencer, um, Kwame, uh, Digital Underground. I was going to Jack mm -hmm. the Rapper conventions. I was paying for myself to get studio time. Uh, I was the rapper. I had dancers. I had to pay for the outfits. I had to mm -hmm. pay for the limos. You know, so I was doing this way back when. That's how I met. Uh, the pictures you can see with me and Tupac Shakur or Easy or Sinbad back then or Evander Holyfield and, and right. all these people. So, but I was selling drugs. That was my justification of that. I'm selling drugs mm -hmm. to get to where I, I want to be this big rap star. You know what I'm saying? I want to be able to take care of my mom, take care of my family. That I was justifying the reason to sell drugs. Well, that wasn't the route God wanted me to go, or it could have been the route that I had to go to learn what I've known now. I got jammed up. I went to jail on many occasions. Um, and those many occasions, like going through adversities, there's things you're supposed to, you have to learn from that. You, you're, right. getting that you're getting that time to be filled, to be uh, suited up, I call it. You know what I'm saying? For what else life has to throw at you. But mm -hmm. going through my hardship, going in and out of jail, when I got my big time, I met a guy named Jack Crockett. And me and some CEOs, when I was locked up, my sister sent my pictures to keep me inspired, to keep me motivated, keep my spirits up. I had mm -hmm. pictures with all those celebrities that I was telling you about. So in jail, I was considered the celebrity. So and but I had people that had life sentences. I'm talking about like right. real like like people that had like life wouldn't get out no more. I had those people like God was putting people around me and, and people was talking to me. I was taking it in because I was still hitting that brick wall in life. I was still in that brick wall. I was still in the same places that was, I was getting doing the shit that was giving me the same results. Negative, right. I, wasn't getting, I wasn't going nowhere. I'm just in a hamster wheel, spinning, spinning, spinning. It wasn't me, you know, that never was me, but I got caught up in that. You know what I'm saying? I got caught up in that. Well, me and the CEO, the CEOs were like, man, you're not supposed to be here. Um, mm -hmm. you, 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 you look at this picture, these pictures, man. You're, you're, you're inspiring the people. Like, we're gonna find somebody that's gonna invest money in you. You're gonna become a big rapper, and you can give us a job, and we don't have to work here in uh, jailhouses no more. And oh, that was our, okay, gotcha. th that was our plan. And, and like, mm -hmm. this is like crazy because I was going and working out with all the inmates and people were going to sleep. I would go to the, they would take me to the gym and work out. 
That's how I was able to stay in shape. And I'm performing mm -hmm. for the inmates. Well, I caught the eye of Jack Crockett. And that, that time, he was a senior cameraman for uh, WCW. They had sold mm -hmm. the uh, thing to Ted Turner. So he uh, saw me, liked me, thought I was very entertaining, funny, all that. And the uh, deputies talked to him. And I was like, hey, this guy named Jack Crockett want to talk to you. And they told me who he was. They own Crockett Park and all the things here in Charlotte, the Charlotte Knights baseball team. And uh, mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, cool. So me and him talked, and he's like, um, you know, I, I like to give you a job when you get out. Me, with the mentality I had, I thought the motherfucker may cut his grass or something. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want to give you a job when you get out. That's my mentality now. You know what I'm saying? Right. I mean, I'm locked up in jail. So he's like, I want to give you a job when you get out. Um, give me your number. I think we talked maybe three times. Well, I, I was. it was six more months before I got out. I got out, gave him a call, and that was the first time he introduced professional wrestling to me. And so I'm okay. thinking, like, professional wrestling. I'm like, man, I don't want to wrestle. I just want to give you, I just want you to give me this money so I can put in the studio, man, and so go dude. make these hits. He said, you know what? He said, God told me to give back to you, but it wasn't money. He said, and, um, when you're ready to take, when you're ready, when you taste the blood, you let me know. And he kept saying, when you taste it, you, you, you let me know. Well, turn that, I went out and just kept hitting that brick wall. It wasn't what I wanted. I wanted right. to do things my way. So then I started to like, you know what I'm saying? I, I don't man, Robin. Like, I, I was doing some street shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, I turned Robin into a job. You know what I'm saying? Like, So was there any point, like, either in jail or the times that you did go to jail where, um, like, you were going to just quit? Because you were doing it for a purpose. Not to say it's justifiable, but there was, was there any point yes. where you were just like, I'm not going to do this anymore. Maybe rapping is not for me. Maybe that this stuff is not for me and I need to do something else because I keep getting caught. Nope, 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 never one time did I uh, think like that, that rapping wasn't for me. It wasn't that. Mm -hmm. I lost sight. I got caught up and I lost sight of what, you know, so I, 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 I wasn't educated enough in, in mm -hmm every aspect of everything that I was trying to get to, but what I was doing, I was caught up in that. Like I told you, I thought I could do this forever. I'm, I'm, right. I'm like doing this forever because it was working for me. I was able to help my mom out. I was able to pay bills. I was able to go to the studio. I was able to pay for everything. So I'm like, this was like my deal. But Crockett told me that like, he said, um, it wasn't for me to give you money because I think you're going to do the same thing you've been doing. You've had money. You've made money. And he was right. And he said, when you're ready to do it, he said, let me know. Two more years. Two more years of me, what I call hitting the brick wall, doing the shit that's giving me the same shitty results. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes you mm -hmm. got to, what? Well, you have to change it up. I changed it up. I became a willing vessel. After going back and forth, back and forth, jail, back and forth, I cut the people I used to hang with the loose. I stopped mm -hmm. going to places I used to go to, the surroundings. I just changed so many things in my life. And I was like, you know what? I ain't gonna sell nothing. I'm not even selling an aspirin or a buffer. I ain't selling shit. I ain't, I ain't hang, I'm not doing no more street shit. I'm not. I called Jack Crockett. He came and picked me up, took me out to eat the Bennigans. And I told him, I said, man, whatever you need me to do, I said, I'll be a willing vessel. And that's what I call my ram in the bush. He took me to one WCW, no, three WCW shows. And mm -hmm. while Rick Flair, that was my first time, you know, coming from the hood, being at a wrestling show, sold out arena, 25, mm. 30,000 people. That music hit, Ric Flair came out and just standing on that stage. I'm telling you, look, TK, like you could you could feel the energy. He's like, look, imagine that's you right there. 
you're rapping, you're rapping, you're dancing. That's what you want to do. You want to be a rapper, right? You're dancing. You're coming down to the ring. And when you get in the ring, you turn this rap and this hood stuff you can do, and you can fight. You can do all these things. And he said, you can entertain. He said, if you do that, you won't need nobody else to invest in you. You can invest in yourself. And it clicked. It clicked and it dawned on me. He said, I just know God want me to give back to you, but it's not money. He said, you just need an opportunity. He said, this won't cost you nothing but time. He said, if you have time to put in yourself and invest to be your own cheerleader. Mm -hmm. And I did that. And that's what I call taking a different route to get to where I'm at now. And through life, sometimes when you hit those brick walls and you have those adversities, you have to, those are the time for you to sit and suit yourself up. Mentally, right. emotionally, and spiritually, and, and get yourself ready to go back out there and hit it again. Yeah, that's all it is, a setback enough for you to, not to, to make time to come back. Come back. So it, it seems like you, because you know, you have an extensive catalog as far as music. Oh, when, yes. At one point, at what point in your life did you realize, like, this is what I'm going to do? Like, I'm going to be doing music for the rest of my life. Oh, I knew that when I knew that before I even knew what drugs was. Um How I knew old that you? when I, I knew that before I knew I was going to rap. First time I heard um Eric B and Rock M. Okay. First time I heard Kumo D, Big Daddy Kane, uh Will Smith, uh Girls That Number Trouble. Um that's when I knew I wanted to do music then. It was just learning the routes. There's mm -hmm. routes you take in life that, uh, to get to where you want. There's routes you take with any career, any, any anything you want to do industry-wise. There's a route you have to take to become a lawyer, become a doctor, to become you have to go those routes. So to become right. where I'm at with the music, I mean, I was in those places where the music was at. I knew that's mm -hmm. what I wanted to do, and especially seeing people was making a career and a living and being able to bless themselves and other people with it. I was right. all in. Yes. Yeah, so because the thing is with the entertainment, like, you know, for instance, for like a lawyer, you know, the path is kind of, you know, the same. You go to school, then you go to some more school, then you take the bar. With entertainment, it, it seems like there's no, you could speak to five different people, in, and this is including wrestling. You could speak to five different people, it's gonna be five different paths. So five throughout, different paths. throughout the career with, you know, with music and in wrestling, has right. there ever been a time where <laughs> like you were just like, man, this is, Cause it doesn't seem like it to me, but I just want to hear it from you. Like it has there ever been a time where it's just like, man, this is, this is some hard, like maybe I should do something else. Um, I've had those times in my life. I've had those times where I have given up in my life, but there's just something always in me that I won't let myself give up. We all going to have those negative thoughts. We all going to have those doubtful things uh, that's telling us this might not be right for you. That's okay, I think. I think that's okay for you to change it up and to think like that. Um, mm -hmm. Sometimes it's for the best. Sometimes it may not just be your knack. Like, my neighbor's a hell of a guy, but music is not his thing. Nor wrestling. Nor, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. but, so I think it's okay to have those doubtful things about your thinkings about yourself. Right. But to not don't marry it if that's what you truly desire and want. Mm -hmm. So what, what brings you through? Is it like, is it, you know, you, you mentioned the church. So was it the faith that was instilled in you at a young age or like, what is your self-talk when you are in those moments of, you know, this might not work out or I don't know if I want to continue doing this. 
Um, continue on. You push. You um. You be your own cheerleader. You be your own supporter. You um, and I think you, it's it's a, a lot of adapting. It's a lot of uh, eating shit. Mm -hmm. We all want to eat shit in life. Um, sometimes you have to, a lot of times you have to take shit and turn it into chicken salad. You know what I'm saying? Chicken salad pretty good. Shit ain't. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, uh, yeah. So uh, I think it's there's never a give up bone in my body. There's never a give up on anything. Um, I've never given up. So I don't know how to tell someone that if you give it up, I know the feeling of wanting to give up. Mm -hmm. But you can't give up. When you give up, you lost. When you when you when you give up, everything you fought for, everything you you've been been grinding and, and, and trying to pursue, all of that was for nothing. You can't give up. It's okay to have those negative thoughts. It's okay to have those negative thinkings of you know what this may not be for me. I need to do something else. Switch it up. Switch it up. That's all you got mm -hmm. to do. That's why we call it different paths. The way I got to become where I'm at, very few people are gonna see meet somebody in jail and they trust you and believe in you and give it right. very few people. So sometimes you have to take and be aware of the things, people and resources that are around you mm -hmm. that can help you through your adversities, through your doubtful thinkings, through your struggles. There's always some things around you that time, only thing we can count on in this life is time. And at mm -hmm. that time in adversities is when we come become our best and our strongest. How do you balance being a WWE superstar and still putting out music on a regular basis? Like what's, what's the current projects that are coming out? Uh, actually, I have a project I'm working on coming out called Legacy. We don't know if it's going to be a project album or what. We're still in, the, in that planning mode. I got like mm -hmm. 40 songs done. This pandemic has been like almost like a blessing. I mean, I got... 40 songs recorded, and we're just now strategically trying to figure out how we're going to feed the market with this, how we're going to service okay. everybody with it. Um, I got so many songs. I got a song about Dubai on there. I got a metal song on there, rock metal song. I got a country song on there. You know what I'm saying? And all of it's fire. All of it is banging. Um, mm -hmm. That project, I'm hope, hoping will be out and released in the next three months. Okay. Within the next three months. That's what we're banking on right now. But uh, my music has changed tremendously from music being the reason that I'm in the wrestling business to me learning and knowing and having one of the catch, catch, catchphrases that everybody, the What's Up song, everybody get to now. Yeah. It's not like I've, I I came in the wrestling business and they gave me this this gimmick. I've been doing this before I even started wrestling. So now mm -hmm. being at the age I'm at, knowing what I know, and I feel like, I feel like age is just a number to me. You know what I'm saying? I got some. Dope ass music. Uh, I'm loved by everybody all over the world. And now you just get to get a lot of what I've been building up for. You get to get you get to get the raw shit from me now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's 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 crazy. So what is there <clears throat> gonna be a song from the album that's gonna be, you know, I guess maybe your new song? Are you gonna debut it um on WWE or do the partnership like you did with our Carmella or anything like that? Uh, I'm hoping so. Uh, I'm hoping so. I want to, um, right now, I just want to make a, a, enough hits for everybody to recognize, realize, 
and uh, come aboard. My our slogan is gonna pretty much be, "Your favorite wrestler is your favorite rapper." I like it. Yeah, that's. I mean, it's. But then also too, you know, when the twenty four seven belt came out, like you, I love when you have it. Like I, when when you don't have it, it's just like okay, this is cool. But we know it's going <laughs> back to you. Um, so you know how how do you come up with those skits? Because another thing that kind of, you know, drew my eye to you on top of one, you know, you looking phenomenal and it's like your workouts are definitely on point, but it's just like being creative and to, you know, do those skits and to have those moments. Cause sometimes it's, it's a three hour show and right. sometimes those three hour shows can drag. Sometimes, you know, they're, you know, they're, they're, they're planning towards something, but those moments that you have, they're always like funny and they're always entertaining. So do you plan them? Does somebody else plan them or is it a collaboration? How does that work? It's, it's a cl cl collaboration of everything, everybody. Um, Vince McMahon, I call it, he's like uh, one of the best at it. I, I learned from the best from him. And, and it's just knowing your audience. knowing know, uh, And our audience is like broad. The age level mm -hmm. is from six, seven, eight, eight to 80. You know what I'm saying? So it's like yep. just, just knowing your audience. And, and I know funny. Um, I know serious, I know sad, um, I know funny, I know entertaining, and I just adapt to those words and roles and I just become them. Nice. Now, um, well, well, this is a two-part question. So out of all the music you've made up until the Legacy album, what is your favorite like song from your catalog before the Legacy oh. album? Before the Legacy album? Yeah. Are you talking about all my music? All your music. Do you have like one favorite one? Mm. Well, or see, if we go like all my music, I used to produce myself, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. um, I got some songs way, way back that I, that I produced that's, that's, that's with me because of uh, me at the time that I wrote it and did it, what I was mm -hmm. going through, at what part of my life that I was, having one of those adversities to where I was, my, my music way back then was more, I was going through so much shit that it was just me talking to them, talking to everybody, telling them like, hey, we got to hold on. We got to like, we got to keep pushing. Yeah, it's hard. I'm losing too. We all losing. Yeah, I know mm -hmm. it's hard. I know you can't pay this bill. I can't pay that bill. I know like all that music was just like, it still means something to me now. To my music now, when I got a uh, legit badass producer that's, that's, you know what I'm saying, do my music, when my music is just quality as hell, I'm telling people, hey, we got to go get it. We got to, you know what I'm saying? We got to like get off our ass, make our way. You know what I'm saying? Take our way. We got to go get it. You know what I'm saying? They shine right. it. We got to go shine. You know what I'm saying? They got it. We got to go get it. Now, is there a particular, particular song on the Legacy album that we should look out for? Oh. Mm, damn, see? <laughs> or is it like all like your children like you can't pick you can't you can't pick one they like children they like kids you know what i'm saying okay. i they're like chillings you know what i'm saying <laughs> yeah and so okay so definitely y'all be on the lookout for that and then one final question um what would you say to somebody who because you know it's life you know we all go through peaks and valleys we all go through these ups and downs so somebody who's experiencing you know that that valley or somebody who's you know experienced adversity what in one sentence what would you say to encourage them have faith believe in yourself learn to 
be your own cheerleader and mainly learn yourself. Learn how to control yourself. And that way can't nobody else control you. Nobody else's words, thoughts, or, or the way they perceive you. None of that matters. When you learn how when you learn yourself, you learn how to control yourself. When you get self-control, you can control anything around you. Boom, there it is. So yeah. where can uh, everybody find you, um, find your projects, all that good stuff? You go theofficialronkillings.com. Uh, my Twitter is at uh, ronkillings1. And my Instagram is at ronkillings1. Thank you so much. I really, really appreciate it. Can't wait for the album to drop. Um, I, the beats are hard because I was listening to the stuff that you had in 2020. So the beats are hard. So I already know, you know, with the with the with the the eating regimen that you just gave, I'm gonna apply that to my life, get my my workout life together. Uh, there so you go. Are you looking good? You looking good? I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm I you know I appreciate that and I accept that. However, I want to be on your level where it's just like. You know, you aging backwards. Like I need that aging backwards. Uh, I need to put that all together. So that's what that's what that's my goal. That's my goal right now. Well, start so, started here first. Start all in there first. Start start. Yeah, you know what? To to just what I what I said when I what I really love and the fact that I love that you're on the show is just because just through the television, your energy level is just through the roof. Meaning that uh, like your your hypeness brings like I'm happy. And that's a quality that people are blessed with and born with. You can't, uh, you can't you. just, you know, put that together or say, I'm going to try to make everybody happy. It's something that you have in, in, inherent and that's, that's in you. So I'm, you know, I'm just thankful that you you're on the show for one, but you know what you do on a daily basis, cause you are impacting people. Thank you so much for that. Thank you so much. No and and it's, it's a uh, God given uh, God has is all him. And, and it's, for for uh for for people it's not for me it's for me to attract people for me to encourage people to inspire people to um pick people up when they're down and it's just the tongue the mouth words can mean so much words can help words can hurt you words can pick you up words can can they're powerful and i just want to use anything that god give me that has he has brought me from to have given me what i got now i want to just throw that and shower people with that and it just starts from here it's here Believing in it yourself, believing in that good positive energy, saying it, you know what I'm saying, manifesting it and going and put work in. Boom. Well, thank you so much. Uh, I hope you have a wonderful, blessed rest of the weekend. Yes, you have a blessed day too. Peaks and Valleys is produced by Josh Rodriguez and TKO Productions. Spoken word and voiceover is done by yours truly, Lem Gonzalez. Thank you for listening. And remember, after the darkness comes the dawn.